the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The word of the Lord is the will of the Lord, and the will of the Lord is the work of the Lord. Your way, your word, your will, your work. You know, the Jews said to Jesus, what must we do to do the work of God? Jesus Christ said, believe. Have faith. Believe. Believe what? Believe the word. If you believe the word of God, you are working the works of God. Because the way of God is the word of God, is the will of God, is the work of God. In fact, if you look at uh, Exodus 33, verse 13 in NIV, it says, If you are pleased with me, teach me your way, so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. If you are pleased with me, teach me your way, so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. If you look back at Genesis 32, you will see where the Lord said, they have turned aside quickly out of the way. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. And now Moses is praying, show me that way. Show me your word. Show me your commandment. Show me your law. And we know that the scripture says, the word of the Lord is light is a lamp reproofs and instruction are the way of life if we're going to do well in this life if we're going to make it well to the end if we're going to finish well we're going to need the lamp we're going to need the light we're going to need the word of god we're going to need reproofs and instruction because these are the ways of life amen so moses prayed that prayer saying show me your way that i may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And the Lord answered and said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. If you put the two together, it means my presence, my presence will show or teach you my way. For in my way, you will find rest. The presence of the Lord will teach us. The presence of the Lord is for our correction. So you say, Lord, your presence, I need your presence. You're also saying, I need your correction. I need your teaching. I need your discipline. So when Moses says, teach me your way, show me your way that I may know you. And the Lord answered, my presence will go with you. My presence will teach you. My presence will train you. My presence will instruct you. My presence will correct you. My presence will discipline you. And my presence will bring you to your rest. You will find rest in my presence. So we understand that. The prayer and we understand the answer. God's presence and discipline are necessary for us to finish well. Now let's look quickly at our text, Hebrews 12, 1 to 29. We're not going to be able to go through all the verses there. Hebrews 12, I will just read Hebrews 12, 3 to 11, or like a summary of what the Lord is speaking to us today. Hebrews 12, 3 to 11, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. First of all, he says, consider Jesus or consider him who endured such opposition or contradiction.
from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. For consider him, consider Jesus, he endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. I'm reading this from NIV. Sometimes we understand it better when we read it in another version. So it says in verse 5, And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of, of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, nor true sons and daughters at all. Verse 9. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. I hope that is true. It says in verse 9. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. Mm. I hope that has been your experience. You respect your father or mother who disciplined you. You know how it is that when we grow older, then we look back and say, thank God, my mother and father, my parents did this, did that. They didn't allow me to do this. They didn't allow me to do that. Some of us growing up, our parents will not even let us go to the, to the neighbor's house. <laughs> they will not let us go to the neighbor's house. Stay in your house. Are you, what, what are you doing? What are you looking for? You know, Stay in your house. They will not let you go when we were growing up. Not everybody had TVs. So as children, you want to go to houses that have televisions. And your parents will say, no, stay in your house. You don't have television. Stay here. Amen. If, you, if they're going to let you go, they will say, go for maybe two hours or whatever. You don't stay there all day. Because if they let you, you will stay there all day anyway. You'll be watching TV day and night. Amen. Hallelujah. So we look back as older children now and we say, oh, thank God I was disciplined. Thank God I was corrected. But during that time, we did not like it. We hated it. How much more should we submit to the Father of Spirit and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us. God disciplines us. God disciplines. Isn't that interesting? We say God loves. We love to hear that. God loves you. God loves me. God loves me, forgives me. God rejoices my heart. God does wonderful things. But do we hear God disciplines? God disciplines us. God corrects. No, we don't. We don't want to say that. We don't, we don't like to hear that. But hear it today. God disciplines. And why does he discipline? Because of his love. We see it there. It's because he loves you, he disciplines you. Because he loves you, he disciplines you. If he doesn't love you, he will leave you to yourself. You are going in the wrong way, one way, the opposite way. He will leave you to go crash. Then because you are his child, because you are his daughter, he will say, stop, stop, you are going in the wrong way. Sometimes he doesn't, most of the time he doesn't shout like that. Amen. He speaks with a still small voice. He speaks through somebody. He speaks through someone that you don't even think God can speak through. Because he loves us. He disciplines us. 
If somebody that doesn't love you tries to discipline you, what happens? Somebody that doesn't love you disciplines you. What do you do? You run. You run for your life. Amen. I've given this imagery many times. You know, especially mothers, when they try to discipline a little child, their daughter or their, their son, the little one will cling to the mother. Will cling to the mother. Even though they are being disciplined. But they will still cling to them. But if it's not your child, that, that little one will run. Run home. Run somewhere. Why? Because that little child does not believe that you love him or her. So if we are true sons and daughters of God, we will endure. We'll endure. We'll take it in. We'll take the discipline. Even though it's difficult. Even though it doesn't sit well with us. But we'll take it in. We endure it. Because we know that he loves us. Because we know that he loves us. Even though we don't understand. We don't understand why he's saying no. We don't understand why he's saying wait. It's not time. You want to move? You want to do it now? Right now? But he's saying no. It's not time. It's not this year. It's next year. It's not this one. It's this one. It's not that. It's this one. But we want to do something else. And the Lord is saying, no, don't do it. And we say, Lord, if we know that he loves us, we're going to listen. We're going to submit. We're going to give him to God. We're going to give him to God. We're going to let God have his way. Hebrews 12, 11 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Discipline is painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Again, many of us, as we get older, we look back and say, thank God for my parents that corrected me. Thank God for my parents that did not let me do this, that did not let me do that. Thank God they restrained me. You wouldn't, you wouldn't say that when you are being disciplined. But now you can look back. So let's remember that our God loves us. And if he says, don't do this, don't do that, wait. It's because he loves us and it's because he can see ahead. Amen. Again, God's presence and discipline are necessary for us to finish well. Most of Hebrews 12 is about divine discipline. How discomforting and painful it can be. And the blessing that it brings afterwards. The Holy Spirit gives us two classic examples of those who did not finish well because they rejected discipline. But also gives us a prime and shining example of the Son of God who subjected himself to the discipline of the Father of all spirits and as such finished well. Let me say that again. Most of Hebrews 12 is about divine discipline. How discomforting and painful it can be and the blessing that it brings afterwards. The Holy Spirit gives us two classic examples of those who did not finish well because they rejected discipline. It also gives us a prime and shining example of the Son of God who submitted or subjected himself to the discipline of the Father of all spirit to his, to his Father and as such finished well. Of course, we also have many examples in chapter 11, Hebrews 11, of those who, through faith, 
through faith, because of faith, by faith, they finished well. And when you say by faith, what does it mean? By the word of God. There's no faith without the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and, by, and hearing by the word of God. So through faith, by faith means by the word of God. And the word of God is filled with correction. It's filled with instruction, with discipline. Amen. So by faith means by the word of God, by the discipline of the Holy Spirit, by the discipline of the word of God, they made it to the end. They finished well. Hmm. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus.